0: The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech
1: Report. And welcome to it. Here is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flalo. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, as usual, if you want to get in touch, it's contact at yourtechreport.com. Uh, that's our email address, of course, Mitchell. And on all social yes, media, yeah. it is at yourtechreport. Oh, my God. I don't know about you, um, but I, I've... I've you know, this lockdown and all the crap we're dealing with. Um, yeah. I've noticed a couple things. I've noticed that. Tell me. Thank God it's happening this time of year where it's getting nicer outside. And we could at least, I don't know about you, but I can, you know, walk outside and get some fresh air and at least have some sanity and at least have some time to, to have some thoughts to myself. You know, no, absolutely. And
4: I, you know, I, I mean, I told you, listen, I told you, can I jump in or going we no, no, go into please. something else? So I, I mean, it, to me, there was, the issues were twofold. Obviously, you know, the, the disease itself and, you know, people, you know, dying and all, all the stuff that's a reality that's yeah. become a new reality every day. Um, part of it is, you know, part of the quarantine, what's, what makes people mentally so off their game is, you know, not just that they have this time off, which some people enjoy, but that they are forced to be off. People are losing jobs. We get all that stuff. Uh, the other part of it is the weather has been so bad at least where I am over the last month, whether whether it's been rain, cold. So not only are you forced to stay in, you're dealing with all the the horrible things that we're hearing on the news, but you're also the weather is terrible. There's so many things we're coming together, Mark, to make this so upsetting and to make people so upset. Now we're starting to see improvements. Okay, we're starting to see the weather getting better. So things are starting to brighten up. So everyone out there, first of all, obviously, we hope you're healthy. Uh, safe that you're maintaining social distancing, uh, keeping everyone, not just yourself safe, but everyone else safe. Uh, and again, once again, Mark, we are here to be that distraction, to be that. And listen, other companies are distracting too. We have Apple releasing, you know, making, talking about all these new products in the background, not having their keynotes. All of a sudden, you wake up wherever you live and, oh, Apple's released a new product. Again. Oh, you're awesome. about It's so cool. So, I, was so the at, I had changing. a press yeah. event yesterday on yeah. a phone.
1: Like I had a, the LG sent me the new, the new V60, um, which right. is their new flagship with, the which dual looks really accessory. nice by the way yeah yeah it's great i mean and they're sending us stuff which is great which is cool and uh, you know they're keeping the product flowing so we're sharing that with you and i was going to say you know that, you know focusing on on tech and some of the toys that you can do in your house like we got a new dishwasher finally and i was able to install got that a m- fancy myself dishwasher. Yeah. And a nice dishwasher you know if you're gonna you yeah. know i've bought the 300 hundred dollar dishwashers in the past but this this time we sprung for the you get Bosch. what you pay for. hundred yep. um, percent. So hopefully this one will last us more than you know four years. But um, it's fun to kind of do the, the the home stuff while trying to get your work done. If you are working from home, if you're if you're not working, then hopefully you're taking your attention on other things and focusing on other things. But I find tech is kind of fun. I've been playing with my home network. I've been upgrading the heck out of that um, because I'm doing more work from home. I'm, I'm staring at my basement, going mm, maybe I'll just have to move my office here in the you know in the <laughs> end because you know who knows what's going to happen out there. But it's it's cool to have that distraction. And yeah, to wake up to new products, but to see things just just there, you know, no pompous yeah. circumstance, yeah. no big event. Well, this it's is actually, something I to buy, yeah. Well, yeah, and like I got an email the other day that I forwarded you, the, the DJI teasing their next, we think, the next Mavic oh, Air dude. drone. I yep. mean, perfect. You know, drone regulations don't fly around people. Well, guess what? There's nobody out there, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So technically, you're legal flying anywhere. Make sure you get your permit and obviously check your local laws. But uh, yeah, course. lots of cool stuff coming up.
4: You know, you mentioned something that I had to ask you about because it's incredibly geeky and incredibly ridiculous. So, Of course, it's only appropriate that I ask you, um, you know, we talk about home networking a lot. You yeah. know, we've had folks on the show from as We have a lot of friends in the industry that, you know, where home networking is their specialty. It's become something that is important to the everyday user where it used to not be a big deal. But now having bandwidth is so important because nearly everything in our lives these days is driven by a smart device, which, of course, in turn is driven by the internet so having a great internet connection is a huge thing are you like me where just randomly, he'll be sitting, doing something completely unrelated, watching something on TV, playing a game, sitting with your family. And all of a sudden, I'll just pull up speed test at Always. any given moment on my phone <laughs> and just see what is my speed. And then if it's really fast, like I'm hoping it is, any you, you know, because there are different slow spots and hot spots in the yeah. house, I'll just smile and go, <laughs> I'm downloading 600, you know, 600 megabit um, download right now, wireless." Not only that, Mitchell,
1: <laughs> but that, that exact task that you described yes. there has yes. cost me. Um, Relationships. No, no, three, three, four hundred, <laughs> five, almost a thousand dollars in the past two weeks. Oh, let me. Oh, somebody went to uh, Ubiquity hunting, didn't they? Somebody, you somebody did. Uh, you know, I was. I'm a Ubiquity fan. Um, yeah. they make great kind of commercial grade routers and networking tools and pretty elegant stuff, too. but at a consumer kind of price point. And yeah. you and I have been experimenting with lots of different things from them, and I've had the Alien router, which is a great. A great kind of home, really simple setup router with Wi-Fi 6, which is makes it really fast on our iPhones. But at the end of the day, it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do on the rest of my network. And when I am working from home, I have business tools here at my disposal, the audio codecs and stuff like that that I'm using. And I found that my network itself was just congested. It was just not enough... Communication and a lot of latency with within my own network itself. Like take the internet. of the you. So um, and I realized so my 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 router itself was a thing called a unify USG. It's a small little unify uh, security gateway. It's a firewall, but it it limits your throughput depending on what features you have installed. So I said, you know what? Okay. I've got a pretty big network, got a lot of stuff in my house. Let me upgrade to the, to the unified pro. So I got the USG pro, which is a nice big, rack mount thing that I put it in. And that's great. It's helped thing. Then I realized in the basement where I'm running a lot of my stuff, I have one cable going downstairs, literally along the floor, to my basement right now because I didn't want to drill holes. And I was okay. running a small little D-Link for $79 router. I'm like, oh, maybe I should get a Ubiquiti router for here. So I got a Ubiquiti router for here. So everything <laughs> is so controlled ending, and right? everything's nice and talking, but I'm never happy enough. I'm never happy enough with with the way it performs and the speed. So uh, it did cost me money and it's going to cost me more because I think I might have to upgrade. <laughs> I might have to upgrade to 10 gigabit networking within my home. Oh my God. Because, gosh. well, here's the thing: if I get new gigabit service, I have gigabit service now, but they're going to be offering in about two weeks, 1.5 gigabits down and one gigabit up. That's a oh lot of bandwidth. Gosh. Like right now I have one down and I have 50 up. So I'm, That's I'm, what I have. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine 1.5 down and one up. Well, uh, routers that are only capable of a gigabit aren't going to cut it anymore. So I no. need to have a 10 gigabit router. So I'm going to have to have a 10 router, which means I'm going to have to run either CAT7 cable or do what I started doing, which is upgrade to fiber optic cables. Um. Okay. See now, this is we, we've entered we've
4: entered the hardcore geek zone right now. Right now, people are sitting there. Well, I was saying their car is most likely at home, of course, uh, with their mouths open, saying, "Why are these Yahoo's getting such joy talking about their internet?" But it really is. You, you, we're in the rabbit hole right now. We're going down the rabbit hole because it is a never ending process. And as you just pointed out, Mark, and for anyone that is looking to upgrade their home network and their networking capabilities, it is the, the domino effect really does kick in because once you change. That one piece of equipment, like you said, and that's just going to a higher speed capacity. Now you have to have equipment that can use that bandwidth, that can keep up with that capacity, and that means sometimes changing out your cables because Cat Five is not meant to go beyond a certain uh, a certain speed, at least not over a certain distance of cable. So it really is this. It really is this domino effect. I mean, Mark changes one product. He's like, and I can see you just routing stuff in oh, your walls it's, it's, using the Fisher. No, but I haven't done stuff to in my walls yet, but
1: Okay, well, I'll get off this rant in a second, I promise. But, but the problem <laughs> is is that when I had stuff installed on in my house, we had this okay. big built in unit, okay? And it came with the house and we didn't remove it yet. And, and but when you lo- say big built in unit, what a do you big mean? Big built in wall unit in this room, in the den that okay, we had. Got you. Okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. And that, you. everything yeah, yeah. was coming in behind the built in unit. Center. Yeah, and yeah. it had a corner piece, and the corner piece let a lot, there was a lot of room behind it for stuff to hang. Okay. We got rid of this whole unit and we put in these IKEA Billy cabinets, which are very shallow depth okay the billy okay they're probably yeah. about 11 inches deep oh that's limiting maybe, okay, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe more maybe more maybe they're maybe they're yeah. like 15. i couldn't put my board games on there so no exactly you can yeah. maybe just fit a board game in it so yeah. imagine now trying to put all your networking equipment in this rack mount yeah. stuff so it's i'm limited by space i had to cut a hole in it and put a fan in it it's it's a rabbit hole but um i hope to get all this things all, all this stuff settled maybe i'll drill one hole down. And it'll solve things I don't know We'll, we'll figure it <laughs> Guys thanks for being here We got a great show lined up We are going to be speaking <laughs> To the grill master Over at Weber Barbecues um, They make some really cool stuff Plus we're going to be talking To Crucial Memory All about what you want to pick For your next PC build It is your tech report He is Mitchell Whitfield I am Marco Flalo Let's take a quick break And come back And let's dive into That, that new iPhone That Apple announced Because this might be Mitchell The best value I've ever seen In a product From Apple Ever.
0: Your tech report will be right back.
1: Now, back to your tech report. We are back on your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marka Flalo at your tech report online, absolutely everywhere. Please join us and thank you for being here. Uh Mitchell Whitfield. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Marka Flallow. I woke up earlier this week and suddenly Da-da-da-da. there it was. Yeah. Apple's <laughs> iPhone SE second generation. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> Glory, what what happened there? No no announcement, nothing. Um Man. Okay, so let me just go into some details here. Yeah. Uh, starting at uh, 399 399 US. Starting at 399 US. Pre-order yeah. available yesterday. Yes, sir. Basically, the look and feel of the iPhone 8 in terms of size, screen size, dimensions. Yeah. Um, yet, with all the innards of the iPhone 11. Yeah, I mean that's I mean let's just let's just put this in perspective right now,
4: okay? Imagine the iPhone 8, as you just said, right? The iPhone 8, which which I believe in certain configurations started what 999 back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Okay. 999. Uh except better than an iPhone 8, you are getting the A thirteen Bionic chip, the same chip that's in the iPhone eleven, okay? You're getting that same chip, the same innards, same performance. You're getting Touch ID, yeah, wireless charging, water and dust resistance, stereo recording, portrait yeah. oh. mode. I mean, you can you can you can drop this thing in the pool and you're okay. And the difference is, it's just six hundred dollars less than the iPhone eight was back in the day. And the camera
1: is not what you have on the iPhone eleven.
4: I mean, if you listen, this is the only if you are a an avid photographer and you are using your phone as your one and only shooter. Okay. Yeah. Then obviously you're going to be looking at, you know, the 11 or the 11 pro line of phones. That's, that's a given. But if they, if having three lenses or even two lenses is not an important thing to you having one really good lens that by the way, still does portrait mode. Okay. Still does 4k video. Okay. If, 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 if you do not need the extra lenses, this is the best value hands down that Apple has ever offered to its consumers. To have a phone like this, that it's going to be the perfect phone for so many people, not just in this country or in your country, my country, all over the world, at $399 with 64 gigs, and then atypically, in very untypical Apple fashion, they didn't, they didn't boost the price up ridiculously for the extra RAM. So even maxed out at 256 I believe we're only talking 549 even yeah. maxed out at 256 gigabytes of memory. This is, I, I don't know what to say, Mark. I know you're looking at me like, what's the catch? Apple rarely does this. Normally, what you get, you pay for. You're getting so much more than you should at this price point. Isn't it ridiculous? It, it, in a good way, ridiculous.
1: You know what? I, 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 I was um, i was hosting a show this week, another show, uh, filling in for somebody. Dare and you? We were talking about just how strange it is, how out of character it is for getting such a bang for your buck with an apple product yeah like we always feel happen. like we're being not ripped off but paying for that that higher quality build we're paying for you know those refined features and it just it's uh it's amazing and i think that this is going to give them such a stronghold on the market it's going to re- mm-hmm. i mean this is a flag this is flagship phone specs Absol- absolutely I mean, it, it wasn- flagship phone specs for for uh, under 500 i mean it's insane it's and, and listen,
4: it, and it goes down, you know, you're still getting a 326 pixels per inch. Okay. You're still getting a true tone display. You're still getting haptic touch. Uh, 625 nits brightness, you know, the fingerprint-resistant coating, display zoom, all all the things that, you know, the typical things that you want. And I'm looking at the camera specs, Sapphire Crystal Lens Cover. They didn't cheap out on anything here. Normally, it's like, well, you're getting, like, technology in this in this respect for this particular part of the phone. We pulled something out of the bin from 2014. No, no. No, 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 no. They're pulling stuff out of the new bin. And the fact is, the biggest deal about this, Mark, like I said, is that you are getting that A13 Bionic chip. You are getting the same processor that the modern iPhones have in a package. And by the way, Mark, we didn't even talk about it, the 4.7-inch display, it's a smaller form factor in terms of display and pocketability, but a lot of people still want that. Yeah. A lot of people don't care about having a giant screen in their pocket. They have iPads for that. So this is going to be the perfect phone for a lot of people, don't you think?
1: Yeah, and it's its so funny. You know what, what blows my mind a bit is that You know, here we are two weeks earlier or a month earlier, looking at the new iPad Pro for 2020, and um, (laughs) looking at how all that's changed really is the camera system. I mean, across the board, and enabling one extra GPU. Yet the amount of money they wanted for that device when it was such a marginal upgrade, and then and then here I am earlier this week looking at this great phone, and I'm paying five hundred dollars Canadian for a keyboard accessory for my iPad. (laughs) <laughs> like I could have a phone. Absolutely. I could have a fully functional phone for the price I'm paying for just a keyboard accessory. So it yeah. really it does blow my mind and I can see this being so successful overseas in in smaller countries that you know don't have access to the iPhone suddenly now having access to this lower cost iPhone. People who don't want to spend it for their kids for for my mother-in-law for oh my god it's and, everybody. You know, we weren't.
4: And not that long ago, Mark, we were saying, we were actually saying that the real bargain in the lineup in terms of phones was the iPhone 11 starting at $699, which for what you get is a good price. But now we're taking everything from that phone except the display size and the cameras, and we're putting that into the SE, smaller form factor, and it's
1: still $300 less than another product that we thought was a good bargain, was a good deal. That's crazy. Well, you know what, I'm going to have to get my hands on one just to kind of check it out and really put it in its paces compared to the actual iPhone 11, which I think that I will do. Um, Which is something that's pretty cool Mitchell we still got a great show lined up for you guys I know Obviously lots of cool stuff coming up We're going to be talking to Crucial all about memory And your PC builds or maybe updating your laptop or something Even tablets these days Some of them are upgradable Uh, But we're going to speak to Weber first All about grilling Really cool technology coming out for your grill So stay tuned It is your tech report He is Mitchell Whitfield I am Marco Flalo Online absolutely everywhere We are at your tech report Stick around when we come back We are going to speak to Weber And of course Crucial Guys, don't go anywhere.
0: I promise. We're coming Where's back. It I promise. I promise. No one's going don't, anywhere. Don't leave. You, you come back here. Come back. Your Tech Report will be right back. Welcome back to Your Tech Report.
1: Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Flalo. Thank you guys for being here. Please follow along on all our social media. This at Your Tech Report. Mitchell, I am, uh, I am... You. As much as I despise being at home all this time, I am enjoying the fact that the weather is getting more and more beautiful, which is inclining me to do more and more outside. And thankfully, we can actually do that this time of the year.
4: Yeah. And you know what? You just, you took the words right out of my mouth because I, I was going to say, we're, we're, we're going through as a as a planet right now. Um, obviously, there's a lot of bad and we're, we're all hearing about a lot of bad things and how long this could go on for. But you know what, Mark? There are good things that are coming out of this. There are still good things. One of the good things is I'm spending more time with my family. I know that sounds ridiculous. You know, we're all cooped up, but it is nice. I feel like we're having more meals together. And I think a lot of people are experiencing that right now, too, because everyone's at home. Everyone's eating together more often than we probably do. No one's going out to eat. We're all eating at home, and one way that we love enjoying family time and eating at home, of course, is barbecuing. Okay, we love we love grilling. Uh, we've Mark and I tell you we talk about this all the time, and I'd like to I'd like to fancy myself. I'm not really a grill master, but Mark. We actually have someone with us that has Grillmaster as part of their title. How cool is that? Because I would actually yeah. love that title, but I have to hand it off because I'm not that good.
1: So, so Michael P. live, welcome to your check report. <laughs> you, you, you are the, the Grillmaster, the Weber Grillmaster. And how on earth Ooh. do you get a title like that?
4: My
3: gosh, you know, sometimes you wake <laughs> up in the morning and you, you go to work and you, you, you think you've got a great job, but then you get an introduction like that and you realize <laughs> you, you're, you're further reminded that, my God, that is a great Great job to have. And and I it's true. I never imagined and guys, thanks for having me on today, Mark Mitchell. Uh I'll tell you, this is the season to be grilling. Um and I never imagined that over twenty twenty years ago when I became a shepherd, I'd actually wind up getting to grill every day. And I gotta understand that in culinary school the um lessons in grilling are kind of brief. You know, a lot of <laughs> you know, grills in restaurants are really just uh a hot grate that you kind of mark your food on and then <laughs> you kind of finish it maybe in an oven. Um, with a backyard grill, it's so much different. There's so much going on with that lid. You're able to trap in flavors and aromas and get them on your food uh, as opposed to just watch them fly out of the hood system. Um, so, yeah, grill master, grilling every day is what I get to do. and um, And I don't take it for granted.
1: What? What? How did you? How did you get to this point in in your life, Michael? I'm curious what the road was towards. Obviously, you 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 were in culinary school, but how how did you get to Weber? And and I guess what was that turning point when you realized that you're having so much fun doing what you're doing?
3: My gosh! So you you want to know the sordid tale, the rise and fall, and then rise I'm looking again for all the,
1: dirt, throat, Michael, <laughs> all the dirt,
3: Michael. All the dirt. <laughs> cutthroat world of cuisine. It's been a journey, and uh, in that journey. I mean, it started working in restaurants and accumulating hours, uh, you know, working underneath great chefs. And then it was uh, branching off and, you know, starting your own business. And then a couple of strokes of good luck with a couple cooking shows. And then all of a sudden you meet a man named Tony and he shows you this idea of bringing an in- indoor grilling school to Canada called uh, a Grill Academy. And so I was brought on board over six years ago uh, with Weber to – build up a program in Canada called the Grill Academy. And so with Tony, myself, we did this. And now we have, you know, year-round grilling facility where people come to us in beautiful Vaughan, Ontario, Canada, and we we get the grill game going night times during the week. Uh, And it's amazing. Backyard heroes, like both of you, come visit me, and we coax out the grill master that's that's deep inside your, all right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, so people listening to our show are going, okay. Um, you're, you're talking to a grill master. I like this. The season's getting nice. The barbecue's are are going to be coming out soon. If you live in Canada, of course. Mitchell's in California, by the way, so he doesn't really have to ever grill all year round. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's not. And you know, some people barbecue through the winter, but people are going, well, okay. This is still a tech show. How on earth? Uh, where's the connection here? Where's the connection between cooking my right. food and 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 technology? And and there's a reason. Obviously that we're talking other than, you know what? We could be talking barbecues and I think there's somehow there's a relation there. Guys like tech, guys like barbecues. Okay, we get it. But but there is a a technological aspect of innovation that goes into the creation of these barbecues, these smokers, let alone the fact that there are devices that Weber now creates that make that experience much better, correct?
3: A hundred percent. And quite nice to be speaking with somebody over there in California. Uh, The weather is nice (laughs) over there. Uh, Oh yeah! Doesn't stop, does not stop us in the Great White North of pulling those grills out year round and getting uh, that first pathway shoveled to the grill. And now (laughs) I've gone on one of those classic tangents where I got to bring myself back and talk yes, tech and where it meets grilling. And with that, yeah, how about when we go and innovate a grill? It's not just haphazard how that design comes together. There is a ton of technology uh, behind the scenes, you know. especially even those grills, the first gas grill we put out in 1985, the first Genesis. There may not have been much more on the surface of the knobs and some, some valves and some burners, but deep inside all that, I mean, there's technology crafting that, uh, determining airflow within the cook box and how is that going to affect food. And, and so now, here we are, 2020, and we do on the outside have a ton of tech, which is, you know, Weber Connect, which is like a brain um, that speaks, you know, to your phone or tablet, helping you take any guesswork out of your grill game. I mean, years ago we had iGrill. Now we have Weber Connect. And, and now we've even integrated into models of our grills, like Smokefire has Weber Connect where Genesis two has uh, integration with our iGrill and all of these, you know, again, is to take, all the guesswork out of the grill game, food prices are expensive. Every time somebody goes to the grill, they should have optimum results at the grill and Weber. We want to be there, you know,
4: well, you know what? I, I actually, I'm the proud owner of a Spirit E310 gas grill. Uh, and I don't like to name drop, but I, I love my grill. I take great care of yep. it. And it's it's so funny because we talk about, we love talking about, you know, companies that we use every day, that we enjoy, that we respect. And I was so excited to get my Weber grill, not just because of how well made they are and the beautiful design. And you're right. Technology is more than just about uh, digits and, and gadgetry. It, it's about design and build. And I was so impressed by the build quality, but be even more impressed that, you know, forgetting the build quality, how gorgeous it is, how well it works was the level of support and interaction, which also feeds into technology because we use our phones as a way of being connected to the world. And the second I signed up and registered my grill, and I'm telling everyone right now that's listening, I'm sure Michael will tell you, that Mark's telling you the same exact thing. When you get your Weber grill, make sure you register because that opens up a portal to get the information. New recipes are sent to my phone all the time. It's something I didn't really expect, but I think it's really something that Weber really cares about the overall experience, not just the point of purchase, but moving forward to make sure you're having a great experience with that Weber grill, correct? Amen, brother. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) I know it was a long long question slash introduction to really telling that you guys are in it for the long haul. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, well, my gosh, you couldn't have put it better because I I do work for a company where we pride ourselves on innovation. We pride ourselves on performance. But, man, the third pillar, if it's it's customer service, it's, it's the whole, like, join the family, buy the grill. It talks... We, we say it a lot, but we really want people to understand. When you buy that grill, you need to get home. You need to register. You need to call us. You need to get in the system because from that point on, well, now it's just we're it's just <laughs> <It's, laughs> Hey-oh, we're now just starting something, uh, which is like you say those recipes. And then, should you ever you know need something, you call. You're in the system, and it takes moments to get things you know clarified. I got to tell you, my first day, like actually working for Weber, I spent a lot of that day really just with. Headphones on, listening to you know customer service. It's, they want you to understand the full scope of the company, and so I got a a good understanding just of what kind of questions people ask when they are calling. You know, so yeah, tangent.
1: <laughs> okay, so Michael, you know, uh, there's nothing like, especially when you when you live in a country like Canada or a snowy area, there's nothing like that time of year when you walk outside and you smell. That first grill lighting up, and that's when you realize uh, yes. that it's time mm. for you, if you haven't used it all winter, to, to crack that open. And um, I've I've been in some situations and near some situations where people did that with not too much attention, and <laughs> that ended up with a couple fire trucks at their house and a new grill. Mm. Um, what are some of the things that people need to be paying attention to when they are opening their grill for the first time after you know a cold winter or you know that's seasonal usage?
3: yeah yeah good good question uh for those that do pack away their grill for the season and I gotta say in my neighborhood what I've been seeing for the last two weeks, easy two weeks, I've been seeing white smoke signals coming up from the backyards, <laughs> and the white smoke the white smoke's good smoke that means that you know people are are having good grilling going on if that were black smoke coming up well there'd be there'd be some burning going on but um i, I what I often see you know the do's and the don'ts maybe it's not so much like. If a person cleans their grill and puts it away for the season and they're now pulling it out, from there, it's really just a a quick little inspection. to Make sure maybe nothing's created a home in your grill for the season, that it wasn't in use. Um, But if you put it away clean, it's going to probably perform just great up and running. From there, though, uh, let's say you put it away dirty. uh, I'm going to recommend you clean it. And then uh, from there, let's talk about people's do's and don'ts when it comes to the actual grilling game. How about keeping a lid down when you are grilling? I see a lot of people keep that lid up, allowing so much heat to escape. And again, what you're then doing is creating that restaurant style grilling where you're just marking your food. You're not really utilizing it to cook it you know, on the inside. So I always say, it, looking isn't cooking, trust your timer, trust your thermometer. You got to have a thermometer if you, you want to know what's going on at the heart of the matter in the thickest point of whatever it is. Have you ever gotten a mark, Mitchell? Have you ever cooked a chicken where it looks beautiful, mahogany on the outside, but deep in its core? You don't really know.
4: You don't really know. And that, ha- listen, that happens in the kitchen as well. And it ha- I think people assume, well, the barbecue, I just know I keep it in for this amount of time. But again, with weight variances and all that stuff, you, you need to know, you really need to know what's going on in there. Yeah. And so I find
3: thermometer is just, it, it takes a ton of guesswork out. And I, what we always teach in, in our class, we always ask questions, who has a thermometer? Almost every arm flies up into the sky. But then you know you'll ask a question not to put anybody on the spot, but you ask a question like what's a what is the temperature of a medium rare steak Fahrenheit or Celsius what is it?" And you ask a question, and then the hands are as as flying, and then you ask something like properly cooked chicken, and that usually becomes a scary moment because everybody should know what that t- that temperature is yeah. um, I mean some people will say, "Well, when the juice is run clear, Michael, that's when I know it's done <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> But <laughs> I mean, there's a, a lot of room for error in that kind of stuff. Well, just like we don't touch, we don't touch steaks anymore to determine whether they're rare to medium rare to well. You know, that's what they used to do years ago. But now we just use thermometers and know your dunnesses.
1: Okay, so this is this is really where Weber Connect kind of comes in to fill that gap for people who really aren't necessarily sure, people who want to be sure. I mean, it's a combination of, of a digital thermometer that really works in conjunction with this app. Can you explain how that works and how that teaches people? Boom.
3: Yes, it's a perfect uh, way of explaining it. So with Weber Connect, um, it is a probe, and you would then probe your food. From there, you're going to open up the app, and you're going to be working with the app to... Uh, Well, it'll prompt you. What are you cooking? What protein is it? What cut is the protein? So now, you know, you've gone, say, from um, beef to what particular cut? Maybe it's a New York strip. Then it's going to have videos flying throughout this, you know, quick little like this, where you want to probe your steak. Then now we're going to take it to the grill. You want to properly preheat your grill to this temperature. It's going to show you a video. It's going to tell you determining, you know, whatever the weight is of your steak, just how many minutes it's going to take per side. And now where iGrill used to kind of assist you, you're now kind of assisting Weber Connect. You're the arms and legs, and it's kind of telling you what to do. And um, there's learning from that. So, yeah, uh, Weber Connect, that's what it's kind of doing, taking guesswork out of the Guerrilla game
4: you know what I want to do real quick because I think a lot of people are going to be pleasantly not just surprised but intrigued by this because I want to take away from the digital part and go back to the to the grills themselves because I'm actually as we're talking I'm at Weber.com I'm I i I'm grill. I'm actually I've made two steaks while we've talked they've been very rare but I've made two of them yeah. uh, so I, I encourage people to go to Weber.com because again until you see the full lineup you don't really get a sense of the breadth of your product line and again you, you guys still make killer charcoal grills you guys are in the pellet grill game now, but I'm looking now at the Spirit Series because I I think, you know, that's the most, you know, it's a great entry point for gas grills, very accessible, so you get the great Weber quality and you get a good entry point. I'm looking at products that used to live in the background. We talk about, Mark and I talk about this a lot, Michael. We talk about products like routers that used to live under your desk that now have become the centerpiece. Grills used to be a utilitarian thing that you cooked with, but now they're also kind of pretty to look at. I'm looking at the Spirit 2 line. They come in different colors, they look great. So, design, the design ethic has, sign of, has sort of grown up and advanced, just like the technology hasn't it?
3: Yeah. Um, I wonder if we can blame those. Those millennials, oh, those millennials, oh, they love their colors. No, but, uh, I'm just jealous that I'm not a millennial. Um, but I'm, you know, we definitely over the years saw that color. I mean, we were doing that years ago with, with Genesis providing you right, know, copper right. tops and uh, green and blue and and then you know companies. Let's let's call them out. Let's call out like companies like KitchenAid or um, Sharpie. Uh, you know colors attract attention and so right. we we have fun with that we play around with that i think one of the grill lines that we have that, that really played around with that was the q series um a portable grill really really performs uh whether it be in your backyard or on the road but it came in a plethora of colors at one point purple fuchsia i have <laughs> orange to celebrate my cleveland browns you know
1: it's we're uh, uh,
4: poor, poor man yeah i know, I know. Uh, that's another a whole day. other issue for another show but yeah go ahead i'm another sorry day. another day yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, this is just going the wrong direction gentlemen this is just. so going it's the going right. the right direction <laughs> it's hey listen out.
4: football grilling they all go together right it's part of a tailgate <laughs> life i get it
3: thank you yeah so in the fall we can have that conversation too um <laughs> uh when i'm totally in misery um yeah anyway okay so with that, I, I mean, I am grilling a lot these days. You were talking about it off the top with um, everybody's at home. Everybody's, you know, either running to their backyard for a few moments of peace and quiet or they're running to the backyard with their families. And, um, and then with that, I've been grilling a lot. And we've been doing live videos from my backyard because I, I'm used to teaching. I'm used to being in the Grill Academy. Uh, we teach, you know, five nights a week. And now I'm doing this in my backyard around dinner time, and I'm doing it with people calling in and we're using platforms like Instagram and Facebook and trying to keep the connection going because we may be self-isolating, but we still need to interact, you know, and be together socially, virtually. So uh, that's what I'm doing.
4: You know what? I think I think this is going to be something that we're going to have to do with you uh, uh, m- multiple times a year because I could see this as being you know not only does it let people know your product line, we get to talk to you and learn, but we get to learn more about about the grilling game, how it works in general, even like simple little tips like you like you were talking about. For example, you know the importance this is going to sound naughty the importance of cleaning your pan and probing your meat. Now again, again this sounds like a totally different show, but these are things that people need to know. Um, uh, cleaning yeah. the grill before. I mean cleaning the grill before and after simple things like every time I barbecue and I have to tell my wife I need like another 2 minutes after the food is done I close the grill up I let it get the top temperature and then I do the cleaning of the grates and they come out looking great before and after it's something that lets you it's almost like prepping the grill when you're finished as opposed to having to prep it before you start grilling the next day cuz a lot of times people want to get out to their backyard and start cooking and if they haven't prepped the grill properly when they finished last time it's going to have to it's going to have to be heated up and cleaned beforehand so all these little tips and tricks that I I I love that you can pass on to a generation of grillers that don't understand
3: you know what, the three of us mark mitchell mike the three m's coming together <laughs> doing the 10 doing the 10 commandments of grilling uh we yeah we could do that so but there are there's so many nuggets we never ever ever want to encourage anybody to throw away their current playbook when it comes to grilling we're just here to add tips and tricks to your arsenal and uh And that's what we do worldwide. Weber is known throughout as being sort of the, we want to be in the backyard with you with the experience. We'll let the other companies battle it out over the BTUs um, (laughs) while we have fun. All right.
1: Well, Michael, you know what? I I think that we could probably spend another two hours with you, but we'll save that for the fall because we're going to have to talk about closing up our grills. But for now, I'm going to look outside and look for that uh, papal conclave, that white smoke that you talk about. And uh, and I know that it's not a new pope. It's actually grills firing up just like mine. And I want yeah. to thank you for thank you for taking the time to, to call us and, and, and to come on because we uh, we love grilling and we love chatting with you and we hope to have you on again.
0: Your tech report will be right back. Now back to your tech report.
1: Welcome back to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marka Flalo. Thank you guys for being here. If you want to connect with us, it is at your tech report online. Absolutely everywhere, Mitchell. Um. Yeah. So, Mitchell, you know, I'm stuck at home like everybody else is. And yes, uh, you are. uh, One of the things I brought home with me was this PC that I I started to build in the office, and I figured, you know, what a great
4: project during these
1: times. Well, that's that's exactly it. I figured I have some downtime, and uh, and then I realized, wait a second, I'm I'm missing some components, and uh, the components I'm missing are uh, obviously my my memory, uh, my hard drive. So I figured, uh, where on earth am I going to go get that stuff? And instantly, of course, my thought was crucial, right? absolutely. And it's one, you know, Crucial is
4: one of these brands that, you know, we love talking about because it's a brand that we actually use all the time. And when people come to me and say, oh, you know, I'm building a PC or a lot of times also more people are upgrading their PC, I always tell them the first thing to do is go, you know, look at your RAM. Do you have enough RAM? And of course, look at Crucial because not only do they have a great selection of great stuff, but also, you know, anything from the beginner entry level to pro gaming stuff. And the prices are really reasonable
1: considering how great it is. So, yeah, good choice. Well, you see, rather than being proactive and doing all the research myself i figured <laughs> let's reach out to somebody who actually you knows what we are talking man. about right yeah, so yeah. Uh, on the line with us is uh ben uh, elzakar who is a social and community expert over at micron which is a parent company of crucial ben uh welcome to your tech report thank you so much for being here
2: thanks
4: guys i appreciate finding some time to fit me in So. Oh. Hey, Ben, I have a quick question for you, because and I know this holds true for Mark and myself, obviously we have a tech show, so we're somewhat tech savvy, but the problem is people are coming to us all the time off of our radio hours. We get calls from family and friends, what should we do? What should we get? What do you think is the best? Blank, blank, blank. Do you get that a lot, especially being in your position, working for a great company like Crucial West? You know, we're talking about, of course, Ram, but you guys do uh, storage as well. Do you have people calling Mm -hmm. you all the time, asking your opinion, what should I do? How can I upgrade? What is the best RAM to use? Do you get that all the time like we do?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool because com, you know, makes that pretty simple. We we have several ways. If you happen to know what computer make a model, be it an iMac or particular HP, you can search that model number on the website, or we have a an awesome little what we call it, system scanner. It's just a little executable. You download, run that puppy, and it basically shows you what model system you have, what memory options you have, what storage options you have to upgrade with. So, Makes it very easy, and so a lot of people try to overcomplicate the problem. But really, it's just as simple as that. Um, and you know, you can find what you can upgrade with that a few clicks away.
1: Here's a question for you, which is uh, you know people ask me a lot, and, and you know, I think I know the answer, but you know, why not go over to the experts, right? Which is the the importance of of. RAM, I think, has been downgraded a little bit because of solid state storage, because when we had mm-hmm. spinning hard drives, you know, there was always a point of failure there and there was, you know, that that speed limitation, but with SSDs in the market, how important is the balance between having more memory versus, you know, enough solid state storage?
2: Well, I mean, they're both very important and you can't really downplay either. Um, I, I mean, if I were to put one at the top of the list, I would definitely say memory because, You can have the fastest ssd in the world but if your system is running out of actual memory that it has let's say you only have four gigs of memory i mean i don't care what ssd you have your system is going to crawl and it's going to be a horrible experience so assuming you have enough memory um the ssd is really i mean it's it's the next simplest upgrade you can do on any computer it's kind of a no-brainer i mean really when people move to an ssd from a traditional hard disk drive they, they simply can't go back. Um, and they kind of take advantage of that speed. Like they get used to it after a while and they they kind of forget they have an SSD, you throw them on their grandma's, you know, old HP that's been sitting in her office forever with a spinning hard drive. And they're like, what is wrong with your computer? Just because it crawled it and it's that hard drive. So (laughs) once they get that taste, that SSD, they really never want to go back. So they're both equally important. Um, Making sure you have enough of of either is, is, really can be understated.
1: You know, back back in the day when I was building computers, I, you know, I would max out the RAM, uh, you know, storage would be, you know, how much space do I actually need? But it was really important to max out the, the, the you know, the RAM so that you obviously get the performance you want. But these days when we're building a PC, really, I think the recommendation seems to be we're back at like the 16 gig range because of the speed of everything else that's combined. Why, why have, we, yeah, why have we gotten this far? We're kind of, we're, I feel like we're regressing a bit, but we're not in performance.
2: So, yeah, and I mean, it it really, you know, um, the actual number between 8 and 16, it will vary on what you want to use the system for. The thing is, like, 8 gigs is enough for the vast majority of what people want to do. You're just browsing the Internet and you have some office applications. That's perfectly fine. Um, a lot of it also depends on what your browsing habits are like. If you're like me and have like 30 Chrome tabs open at once, that's going to eat away <laughs> a lot of memory. So, you know, it kind of varies up from person to person, um, but generally in that 8 to 16 gig range is more than enough for, you know, pretty much everyone.
4: And I think, Ben, it really comes down to, and I think you'll agree with this as well. We always ask people when they ask our opinion on really any piece of technology is, well, what's your use case? You know, how are you going to be using this? What are you All going right. to be doing? And, and basically, do you want to have the option to do more in the future? So, especially when you see closed ecosystems like Apple, for example, who, you know, you know, years ago started closing off their PCs and, you know, their, you know, their desktops mm-hmm. and their laptops to upgrade. So we tell people at the very beginning, well, more is always better. Better to have too much, you know, with to use on your computer than to have not enough. So I always tell people to err on the side of getting a little more than you need because you don't know if you're able to upgrade. And if you will, if you know, even if you are, uh, you don't know what your use is going to be in the future, maybe. Right.
2: Sure, and that's correct. That's another important thing you need to take into consideration. You know, you are starting to see that more often, especially with a lot of these ultra-slim um, big tablets and very, very ultra-light laptops. Sometimes you can't upgrade the memory in them. So it's maybe worth the extra little effort researching that before you buy and take that into consideration because maybe you do want to buy the ex- you know the, the higher memory option when you first purchase that. Thankfully, there's still a lot of systems, laptops, even tablets out there that allow you to upgrade the memory, allow you SSD. So realizing what you're getting into before you buy the system and then keep that in consideration. Because if you do have the option to upgrade down the road, that's great because you can buy a little less memory right now, save some money. If you need more down the road, you can throw a few crucial modules in and it's generally pretty easy to do.
1: Now, if I'm aiming for the you know the top of Mount Everest here, okay, and I want to go absolutely nuts, what in your guys' lineup would you recommend? And does it have to be colorful?
2: Oh boy! Well, um, if to? you like color, be. we have lots of options. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you can. Um, I mean, if we're, if we're talking about like you know. Uh, non-server memory for us. I mean, you can put easily 64 gigs of RAM, 120 gigs of RAM, and a lot of desktop boards today. You know, our our Crucial Ballistics Max, which is our kind top of top-of-the-line, fastest-performing memory. has got these heavy-duty uh, aluminum heat sinks, if you want to overclock them, you can totally do that. I mean, you're talking you're speeds up to 5,000 megahertz, and, you know, you could throw 128 gigs on a, a board. And we have RGB options of that as well. So if you if you like the extra bling in your system, you got that. So, um, and, you know, in our regular Crucial Ballistics lines, you know, we could get white, red, black. So really, hopefully, we kind of have a color and a style and a speed that fits every, everyone's needs. So no matter what your system looks like, you know, you'll hopefully find a part that kind of fits your character to put in there.
4: You know it's funny, Ben. I wish you could see Mark and I. Uh, we are we have like ear to ear grins right now. It's funny, you know. We talk about blinging out a system, and another thing that we kind of talk about on our show, and our listeners know this is, you know, we, we're always we're always talking about products that we are amazed and happy to see come to the forefront in terms of importance with, uh, you know, aesthetics, that in the past it didn't matter, like, you know, whether it's your your wireless router, things that used to live under your desk, things that people don't see, eh, we don't care what it looks like, it's just a, a utilitarian thing, but even something like RAM, something that lives inside of your computer, I can tell you every PC that I build has, has a glass side to it, at least one, maybe two, maybe three, so I like to see <laughs> the innards of my, I like to see the innards of it, it's just something I've always loved, so seeing something beautiful, seeing that RAM, even if you don't go RGB, which I think is a sin, because why not? If you can do it, why not do it? <laughs> Just seeing like, like I, I, when I see that ballistics ram, you guys did such a good job of making that product sexy that you want to show it off, right? I mean, I'm not the only one who likes to show off my innards. I know how that sounds, believe Wow.
2: Well, sure, yeah. I mean, if you're going to spend all that money on it and it's going to look awesome, why not, I mean, show it off? And it's really... You know, I've been around in the PC gaming market since the late 90s. So I got to see that whole transition from the ugly square, you know, cream colored computer cases to what we have today. Um, And it's really been amazing because I was, you know, and I'm a PC modder myself. So I like to modify my computers and bling them out. And back then, you know, you couldn't buy a computer with windows in it. So naturally that was the first thing I did is I put an acrylic window in it. I went, I went down to Radio Shack and bought some LED lights and connected it all up. You know, that was my thing. And like back then, that was just like, it was just such a niche thing. You know, no one hardly did it. And now it's like, it's a de facto. You have to do it. You need a system that that has a powder coated aluminum exterior, or it needs to have lights in it or you need to have a window. I mean, it's really turned into form, you know an art form and it's really taken on a life of its own. And it, it's been great. I, I love the community behind it. I love everyone that gets creative on their builds and uh, the passion they put into it. It's, just, it's really cool.
4: You want to hear something a little sad and funny at the same time, which describes a lot of my life, Ben? I was able to multitask <laughs> one one of one of my home built PCs, okay, uh, that has our, our you know RGB RAM. Uh, I actually put behind my television because a lot of people now are, are doing their computing and or gaming inside their living rooms on their on their big screen television because it's easy. You have a lap board. You can sure. do it. I actually put one of my rigs with a little bit of bling behind my television so it acts almost as an LED strip backlighting my television. That's really the height of, I don't know if it's laziness multitasking or it's just Marcus shaking his head, but I get a light show and I'm watching television from my build behind the TV. How sad is that?
2: i don't think that's sad, or sad at all i think that Thank sounds you. awesome <laughs>
4: see see mark you can't
1: judge me anymore ben thinks it's awesome i never judge you especially yeah. when our especially <laughs> when our guests concur i i definitely i definitely uh, ben what's what's next you know what's next when we when you, you know talk about things like you know memory and storage like what, what do you see five years down the road from now like how does this industry change
2: you know, it it it's interesting because I think like 5 or 5 to 8 years ago there was that period um I guess we call it sad times in PC gaming and PC computer journal cuz people thought computer, you know PC gaming and PC culture was dying. They thought consoles were just going to take over gaming computers and at that point it was just going to be your Dell Inspiron's and your work computers and there just really wasn't going to be this fiber market. So Obviously, over the last five years, and especially because of esports and everything pushing that, we've just seen this massive resurgence and just really this whole cultural divide of, like, tech influencers, DIYers. Um, You know, they want to build their own system. They want to understand how it works. So I really hope we see that trend continue in the future, and it maybe bleeds off of the different technologies, because – I think if we understand how our technology works, um, whether we want to build it ourselves or we know what we, we want to put it into it, I, I think that's just great as a society when we can do that. So I hope that trend continues, um, whether computers have you know terabytes of memory on the end or you have like you a know, uh, thousand looms RGB memory, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I just think it's great that we as a society appreciate technology and want to understand more about it. And I just hope that continues.
4: I totally agree, Ben. And I think, you know, social media channels, you know specifically, you know, if you look at YouTube and you look at the influencers there, I tend to watch Bitwit a lot or Jay's Two Cents. And, oh, yeah. You know, and, and, I, and I love watching those guys because they really, they bring they bring the technology, even though, you know, they're, those those channels are designed more for the enthusiast, they also bring in people that don't really know what it's like, what does it mean to build a PC, the importance of RAM to a system, how to be, you know. And so I, I love seeing channels like this that can bring people in to the, hobby as well as the business of computing. So, so ha- having the access to that as a regular consumer is kind of neat these days too, isn't it?
2: It's really cool. There's just so much information out there. I mean, wh- when I first started building computers, I had to go to a local, you know, local brick and mortar store and, you know, online wasn't really that reliable back then. So, I had to ask some old dude behind a desk questions about, "Hey, what what's this AMD processor, you know, compatible with?" And I had to trust him, which was cool at the time, but it was still scary and difficult back then and now i mean all this information is just at reach you have awesome discord reddit communities where you can hop on and people would love to help you build your computer answer your questions you have pc part picker which takes really a lot of that fear of is are these parts compatible and it does all that for you they're pre-built systems you can just add the parts you want and you know so I, I guess a lot of that um, hassle has been removed, and it's very easy now as compared to um, 10, 15 years ago. So, um, and really, just it, people's patience and time is really what limits it. As long as you're willing to sit down, throw some parts together, um, look some things up online, it really isn't that hard to build a computer. And it's just so cool because now you have you know kids asking, "Well, I want to build my computer," and their parents have no idea how to do that, so they go online and they search and. And now they're getting their, their, their kids into computers and technology. And I, I just think it's amazing.
1: Well, Ben, you know what? I encourage our listeners to head on over to Crucial.com. As you said, you know, you've got that computer scanner, which you can kind of download to see what's compatible with your computer. Or if you want to build something, lots of information and lots of resources there. Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We're going to have to cut you know, touch base in a couple of months, in a, in a couple of years, and, and see if, uh, you know, how much memory we're actually dealing with and in five years from now and see if our predictions ring true.
2: We'll see. We'll, we'll see if that Moore's law keeps applying. <laughs> yeah, you guys are always free to reach out to me. Pleasure talking, and uh, had a great time.
1: Thanks, Ben. I appreciate that. That's, uh, ben Elzakar from a Crucial, social and community expert over at uh, Micron, which is the parent company. Lots of cool stuff, Mitchell. I love I love building my computers like that, which is kind of cool. So uh, Crucial memory. Uh, I'm we'll, still smiling. Uh-huh. I, I, I could talk about this. And Ben was great. That was awesome. He was great. Guys, uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for obviously tuning in. This has been your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. Thank you, obviously, to uh, everybody who's on the show, our, our cooking expert over to Weber, and, of course, Ben L. zakar from Crucial. Uh, so, uh, thanks for being here. Be, be back next week. Uh, Are we going to be back? Uh, we'll be back. I promise we'll be back. Uh, it is uh, your Tech Report. is Mitchell Whitfield. I'm Marco Flau. And uh, bye-bye. 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 bye-bye.